Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We'll now go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline and welcome Doug Branson, my other co-host, my other other co-host on the Locked On Hornets podcast that you can listen to anywhere you get your podcast. And that includes YouTube. Also follow Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson, L-O-H. And read a Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com. He's doing a lot of different things. Doug, we appreciate the time, man. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, uh, I know I it's, it's coming. Important. I think it's important to let the people know before we get started and talk Hornets here that I was supposed to be on yesterday, uh, but I was informed that I was bumped for someone called The Big Show. I don't know if The is uh, his first name, uh, but The Big Show bumped me. So I'm doing all right. So you are the second guest to complain about this. Josh did the same thing. Both of you were angry that you guys got bumped for the big show. But answer me this, Doug. Is it true or not true that you can understand just how big of a guest he was because you got his autograph at a Gaston Mall like 20 years ago? Uh, That's true. But what's also true is that I'm actually, and not a lot of people know this, I'm actually a two-time Intercontinental Champion. So you could have had me on as well. Wait, what's what's your wrestling name? What what is Doug's wrestling name? We we need to figure this out. You can text us, 704-570-9610. Doug, I'm trying to figure it out. Do you have a wrestling name that you used to go by? Uh, Yeah, it was The Bigger Show. Mm. <laughs> Bigger show joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. I was thinking the brand man. The brand man. Sting is already taken. See, that would be perfect for Doug. It the would whole be. Hornets angle Sting would be great, but that's already taken, unfortunately. All right, we'll have some time. We'll try to figure it out at the end of the interview. We will have come up with a wrestling moniker for one Doug Branson. In the meantime, I guess we'll do what we were supposed to do when we booked him. We'll talk some Charlotte Hornets basketball. At least we have you on after a win here, Doug. We got you on here before tonight's game against Chicago because, well, it might be the only win that we have in quite some time. But they got the win on the road against Sacramento. I tweeted it out. We were going to have you on to talk some miracles. How about that miracle after midnight part three? Pretty crazy, huh? Well, listen, you know, it was a it was a highly unlikely win. Um, it was an incredible win. And, and it was uh, a lot due to the fact that Terry Rozier returned and turned in a masterpiece. It was a masterful win. I don't know that it was a miracle. And I hate to sound like that guy because, look, I came up with the term. I was I, I donned the first miracle after midnight, the miracle after midnight. Still waiting on my check in the mail for everyone that uh, uses it. Um, but I don't know that this was a miracle. It was a, a highly unlikely win and an incredible win. And I don't want to... I don't want to rain on the parade of, of how important that win was because they had lost so many games in a row, and it was such a tough road stretch. The team needed that win desperately, um, and, and it did come down to some late-game heroics. But that first miracle after midnight, fellas, I mean, there were so many things working against the Hornets. I mean, they had a lot of absences then from the roster. They were missing Cody Zeller. They were missing Big Al Jefferson. They were missing Nick Batum, who was a huge contributor at the time. And you're already missing two centers. You're going up against DeMarcus Cousins, who scores 56. The game goes into double overtime. You had to get late-game heroics, not from Terry Rozier, not from P.J. Washington or Miles Bridges. You had to get them from Troy Daniels, who scored 28 points in that game on eight three-pointers made. That, my friend was a miracle. <laughs> so Doug taking this time to make sure everybody knows he also coined Miracle After Midnight, which is oh, true. Oh, did I say that? 
that? Did it, I mention you that? You did. Yeah, it's all right, though. <laughs> we'll, we'll make and tell me when those checks come into the mail. I did want to say we, we've do, been doing a lot of Terry Rozier appreciation, both on the podcast and on Wesson Walker, WFNZ, really any show, talking Hornets basketball. We'll bring the radio question here to the airwaves, Doug. Is Terry playing so well that he's playing himself off of the roster? Or is he playing so well that he's playing himself onto the roster next season? What, which one is it? Well, look, he's playing the best basketball of his career. And so if you are a franchise that was interested in maximizing value on a player that is really the fullest version of himself and the fullest version of himself, I think we can all appreciate what that means to Charlotte, but it's not an all NBA level player. I mean, I'm sure he's getting some votes for all-star, but I didn't see him in the top 10 list of all-star guards um, when, when that first list came out. So it's not even, and a lot of that has to do with the context of him playing for Charlotte. Charlotte doesn't have a lot of wins. I understand that. But if you're a franchise looking to maximize the value of that player, then I think you have to say that Terry Rozier is playing his way out of Charlotte. And that's a compliment to Terry Rozier, because I think there are a lot of teams that will be in contention and looking to move into the playoffs like, uh, I don't know, the Los Angeles Lakers who are in trouble right now and need a little bit of offensive firepower that would be happy to welcome someone like Terry Rozier on, onto the squad. And, and again, he's been a name that has been mentioned a lot over the past couple of seasons, but now he's put, he's playing a, a level of basketball that we just simply haven't seen from him, both in terms of, the degree of difficulty on the shots that he's hitting, but also his ability to balance his own shot making. And, and it's the clutch shot making with his ability to get others involved, something that he was tasked with doing last season because LaMelo Ball was also injured for, for a large period of time. And he didn't do as well last season, and he knew that. And he made sure that everyone else knew that he wasn't satisfied with how he played last season. And, and he got an opportunity. I'm sure it's not an opportunity that anyone wanted him to have, but he got an opportunity to essentially do it again, to get a redo. And he's done so much better. And so I think he is, uh, he should be, I won't say that he is. I think he should be playing his way out of Charlotte. If the franchise is serious about long-term making this team better, because in the short term, losing him will make them worse. There's no doubt about that. Doug, with all of the trade talks and people talking about this player and that player should be traded, but who's maybe an unsung piece on the roster that could be a vital part of this team going forward in its development? Well, I think, you know, you, you look at the rookies, Brandon Miller, obviously, I mean, that's a player that's untouchable, you know, has all NBA potential. Right. And, and a lot of the discussion around Terry Rozier, I think changed dramatically when they drafted Brandon Miller and after he showed what he showed early in his rookie career, and you can, you can see that him developing into a super wing and, and it makes the prospects of losing Terry Rozier a little bit easier for the franchise. But I'll go to the other rookie and say that um, Nick Smith jr. Has played really well offensively and his, you can see the effort defensively. He's not playing well defensively. He's got a lot to learn. He looks more like the traditional, you know, first round rookie experience defensively. Uh, and so, you know, I, but I think his offense has been so explosive and so impactful that Steve Clifford's playing him at the beginning of the second quarter and the beginning of the fourth quarter times, you know, when you need a little bit of extra firepower uh, to keep pace, especially on an offense that is just abysmal, whether Terry Rozier plays well or not. I mean, this offense has been bad this season and Nick Smith jr. Has been an exception to the rule. He's played really well shot making incredible. He can get to his spot. 
Uh, and again, I, I just think you look at the effort defensively and you go, okay, give him a season or two and he's going to figure it out. I think he's going to be an important role player on this team for many years to come. And then, Doug, looking at Miles Bridges and, and how he's played since he's been back, but putting up very solid numbers, is this a guy a lot of people are speculating uh, that each of these two between the Hornets and Miles are going to part ways? Is this a guy that can help the Hornets if they do decide to move him and bring back uh, some good stuff in return? Yeah, well, they'll have a difficult time moving him because of the restrictions placed on the idea of that. Once he signed the qualifying mm. offer, it essentially becomes a, a no-trade clause. So you're not going to be able to move them unless there's agreement by all parties. So, so the, likely, the, the strong likelihood is that he's going to enter unrestricted free agency next season, and the Hornets, if they choose to, will have to compete with a number of franchises that will look uh, for someone with his uh, size, ability to get to the rim, and ability to guard primary wings. Um, that's, that's a valuable thing in the league. So you know, I, I expect him, you know, if he finishes out the year strong, uh, to command some attention um, in free agency for sure. Um, you know, in terms of how he's played, I think he looks like a, I think he looks like a player that has missed some time. Uh, you know, I think he's still getting into the groove of things. He, I think he on social media admitted that his most recent play um, hasn't been particularly great or good enough to get them wins out on, on the road uh, on the West coast. I think, you know, his three point shot is still as inconsistent as it was when we last saw him on the floor. Uh, his ability to get to the rim is certainly impressive. His ability, his ability to finish at the rim has been a little bit questionable. But in fairness to Miles, they've asked him to do a lot on the defensive end of the floor, to take a lot of that responsibility because of all of the absences so far. And so, you know, when you're, when you're having that much attention to pay on the defensive end, yeah, I, th I think it's certainly going to leak into your offensive game a little bit. But here's the thing. They're asking Miles to do unfair things, but that's what we ask. That's what we ask of people who do command near max level or max level contract. We ask them in the NBA to do super unfair things, and so I think that's going to be you know his challenge as he makes his case, you know, to uh, to other suitors is uh, can he do unfair things? The wrestling monikers we got on the Carolina Men's Clinic text line are <laughs> the big slow. <laughs> Mr. Mbop Hansen, which I really oh, like. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Chad from Charlotte says, Ginger Snap, really just trying to play at the fact that he's got red hair. Now, here's the one that I have for you. I think he should be called Dougie Deathmatch. And like the move that he has is the Branson bump. What do you think, Wes? Ooh, I like that. That's not like bad. It. But see, when you said the Ginger Snap name, I like Ginger Snap more as a finishing move. And then I did okay. have to yes. take a second look to make sure the hair was red. I've always liked Red Raiders for Texas Tech. I like the Red Raider. Uh, uh, okay, we're, we're actually starting to come up with a pretty nice character. Yeah, now. he can play up with that. And then Ginger Snap be the uh, the finishing move. What do you think, Doug? No, I like that. And before I hit the Ginger Snap, I brush one side of my hair away and the other <laughs> side of my hair away. And I'm definitely, I'll say, anyone with, I feel like, with, like, long red hair in wrestling, I feel like is an automatic heel. Like, yeah, you are not a good exactly. guy yeah. if you're doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's Dougie Deathmatch. You just got ginger snapped. <laughs> what you want? That's Dougie Deathmatch on the Body Works Plus guest hotline here on Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Go check him out on his sub stack, everyhornetsboxscore.com, and you can follow him on Twitter, at Doug Branson, L-O-H. Doug, great fun, man. We appreciate it. All right, I'm going to hit the weight room. I want the big show. Let's go, baby. Oh, no, he just called. Now he's calling out the seven feet wrestlers.